Welcome to the Red Shirts Fantasy Football Podcast with your hosts, John Helmkamp, Matthew Betts, and Matt Okada. Hello and welcome back to the Red Shirts Fantasy Football Podcast. Matthew Betts, Matt Okada. John Helmkamp, we got the trio back. Um, man, last episode, I don't even know what words to use to describe what happened, but unfortunately, John wasn't with us. I had internet issues. We had Mike Wright and Jason Moore from the Fantasy Footballers on the show. Our internet got disconnected, and people were in different spots on the screen. And if you're on YouTube, you saw it. And if you're not watching on YouTube, you're doing it wrong. Uh, man, True. what a show that was. We talked bold predictions. John, we miss you, buddy. Um, how's your week going so far? Uh, well, I was sitting in my office uh, doing work while you two hooligans were talking right. with uh, two just absolutely incredible guys, two of the three from uh, the Fantasy Footballers. I mean, big shots in this industry, absolutely amazing people. Bummed that I wasn't able to be a part of it. They're fantastic. So uh, I am really happy that you guys got to, though. I mean, that's that's awesome and great for our listeners and viewers and just uh, kind of pissed. Kind of pissed I wasn't there. It sucks. <laughs> really, really bummer awesome. that I wasn't a part of kinda it. Kind of pissed off. <laughs> yep. Sounds well, hey, great. Kind of pissed. Just a little. <laughs> we will definitely have to do it again, and we'll you know make sure we plan around your schedule oh, for no sure. Uh, but, man, we got, the, we got the band back together tonight. Uh, if you're listening to your podcast app, it is Friday. Happy weekend to all of you out there. Uh, Okada, of course, is rocking the bro tank on YouTube and the backwards hat as per usual uh tonight's podcast is going to be our first of several shows looking at our top 12 and uh really top 24 so quarterback one quarterback two running back one running back two etc etc uh shows we're starting with the quarterback position tonight and i'm really excited to break that down for our rankings which um guys let's set a date what do you think like next monday all rankings live on the site can we do it sure yeah yeah i can do that all right Preliminary, because so, I have not completed yes. my projections, which will yes. affect rankings, but preliminary. Yes. We will get those up on the site, but for tonight, we have your top 12 quarterbacks. Before we get into that, just a reminder, check out the website, guys. We have our writing staff. They've been crushing it this past week. So many good articles going up there. We had Cam's article go up today looking at uh, projecting the top six wide receivers from last year. What are they going to do in 2020? Of course, you'll be able to find our rankings there on Monday. Um, all that good stuff. Find that there. Fellas, before we get into the content of tonight's show, typically we'll do some news, but there really hasn't been much going on. So we're going to start actually with a review from a listener on ah. Apple Podcasts. Ooh. Shout out to the listeners leaving those reviews, man. Really do appreciate it. Shout out to Mr. Bump-A-Dump. Um, I mean, I don't even think I have to read the review. Like, that's just perfect right there. <laughs> Ridiculous. Ridiculous. He left us a five-star review. The title is Fantastic Fantasy Football. He says, definitely a knowledgeable group of guys with a really entertaining structure and combination of personalities. Highly recommend. So shout out to Mr. Bump It Up. We do appreciate you uh, reviewing the show. <laughs> if you Shout like out to, to Mr. Bump It Up. I love it. Oh, man. I really want to know like the the story behind that. Like, Yeah, whoever you are, listen. If you're on Twitter, uh, Mr. Bump It Up, uh, please at us. We, we, need, yes. we need the backstory Let us for, know. for that name. Yes. Or hop in that Patreon Slack channel. Maybe you're already there. Maybe it's one of our pages. Mm, we don't even know it could his be. name. True. It could be. Either way, let us know because that is too good to pass up for sure. Also, last reminder, 
the Devontae Adams jersey giveaway has ended. We will announce that winner soon. Probably one of our shows next week, so stay tuned for that. We had like over 500 total entries, so uh, really excited to give that out. Unfortunately, it's sitting in a box right next to me right now, but I have to mail it out, give it away. Very sad. All right, fellas. You know what else is unfortunate, Bets, is that only What's one that? person is going to win it. I know. It's kind of sad. Like all these Should lovely just, like, people. Cut it up into little different squares or something? That, probably, that might probably be. Don't, uh, probably that don't do that. Be, <laughs> might be a little bit upsetting who's, to who's some. Who's going to get the D from Devante? Yeah, that's the important that part. That little piece. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, I will And see the that. signature is important. Obviously. All right, boys. We are into the top 12 quarterback rankings redraft again. We've we've talked about Dynasty a lot this offseason. You can find our Dynasty rankings already on the site. For redraft, our top quarterback consensus, this is not shared by all of us, is Mr. Patrick Mahomes. He is currently going in ADP as the quarterback to Okada and John. Have him at one. I have him at two. Oh, Fellas, my gosh. Let's just chat about, let's chat about Pat Mahomes versus Lamar Jackson because, spoiler alert, He's our two. Uh, what is your consensus, uh, you two, as far as ranking him over Lamar Jackson? Uh, well, for me, it's actually kind of easy because I have him two spots above Lamar Jackson. Hmm. Interesting. Hmm. We'll get to maybe why and who that is. But listen, it comes down to basically this. Lamar Jackson got a QB1 finish and an MVP award based off of a record-setting rushing season. Did he lead the NFL in passing touchdowns? Yes. Did he lead the NFL in passing touchdowns with a relatively low number for that accomplishment? Yes. And it was on a touchdown rate that was obscenely high. Nine. And we've talked 9%. Nine percent. Yeah. Unreal. That's well above elite career numbers. Like, I think Aaron Rodgers is somewhere in the mid-fives, and he is one of the best touchdown rates ever. And that's even high for, like, a really good season touchdown rate. So, that's going to come down. Um, I don't think they're going to increase volume from a passing perspective. The, the defense is still solid. The run game is still just as good, if not better. They've added J.K. Dobbins, so that's a high-end young running back to go with Mark Ingram and even Gus Edwards, who was productive. There's really no reason for them to lean more on Lamar Jackson's arm. If anything, there might be reason to lean le- less on his arm. And with his rushing numbers coming down as well, I just don't see the passing output being enough to keep up with Mahomes or even the second guy on my list and I think he listen he's still going to be elite no question but not quite where he was last year yeah last year was a perfect storm outlier season in every category that you can imagine for him over a thousand rushing yards at touchdown um uh, percentage of nine. I mean, nine is so stupid high. Like Patrick Mahomes, I think was in like the low sevens this season two years ago when he was the MVP, if I remember correctly. Like that seven two, right. seven four, something like that. I and and then right quick. Yeah, go do that, Mister Researcher. And then for Lamar Jackson to throw for nine percent, it's like, dude, that that is unheard of. And maybe that has to do with his rushing ability. Maybe that's the defense is just cluing so hard on that, that it does open it up for him, and maybe he just will be one of those quarterbacks that has a little bit of a higher statistical output in that regard. That said, it's it's bound to regress. His rushing is bound to regress. 
defenses are going to scheme for it. They're going to figure out a way to slow it down. He's still going to be elite as a as a running quarterback. Absolutely. Like, no doubt about it. He, he will almost, by all accounts, lead the NFL quarterbacks in rushing yards again. I just don't think it's going to be over 1,000 yards in back-to-back seasons. That's unheard of. What he did last year was unheard of. So, yeah, I haven't taken a little bit of a step down. Patrick Mahomes was banged up last year, injured, that really scary knee injury where people thought, oh, no, his season might be done. He managed to come back in, like, three or four weeks or whatever it was. So, two years ago, we saw Patrick Mahomes just absolutely lighting the world on fire. Last year, we had him being injured, Tyreek Hill being injured, um, and he still put out great production. So, for me, I think that Patrick Mahomes is going to have a statistical bounce back in what he does on the football field. I think that he is the safest quarterback to finish inside the top three of any quarterback. And and you, it's really hard to ask someone to be the number one fantasy quarterback. But in terms of range of outcomes, I feel like his is less and higher than what Lamar Jackson could be. Because if Lamar Jackson's rushing is severely curtailed, if, if defenses really are able to slow that aspect down, then I feel like there's a really realistic possibility that Lamar Jackson's floor could be, you know, out of the top five, where I don't think that Patrick Mahomes in a full healthy season finishes outside the top five with the weapons he has around him. Um, As a note, Mahomes that season was an 8.6, so oh, actually okay, still so very, higher. very high. Wow. Yeah. And I think that's important to note because he's not going to reach that mark most likely again very maybe ever certainly not consistently because that was crazy high and for Lamar Jackson's nine by the way only one of only three seasons in the last 40 years by a quarterback to hit like a qualified pass attempts minimum to get a nine or higher touchdown rate in a season the others are Rodgers and Manning so that's not gonna happen a lot if ever yeah that is that's absurd. And I definitely agree with everything you guys are saying. Regression is coming. It happens every year. Okada said, if you want to be good at fantasy football, just understand um, averages, medians, regression, and you'll be fine. You can just end the podcast. No, don't. Don't end the podcast. Keep listening. <laughs> um, and that's what's happening with Lamar Jackson. But even if he regresses 300, 400 yards, 500 yep. rushing yards. It's still just insane. So that's why I have him at one. It's just so safe. Am I ever going to draft him as my first quarterback? No, because his ADP is way too high. So I'm definitely with you guys on that. That Yeah, he's going to be a top three option for sure. I just have him at one. You guys have him a little bit lower. Uh, still going to be a fantastic option. I just want to point out real quick, I did a research project last week for the Ballers uh, looking at the effect of rushing quarterbacks in fantasy and I found over a four-year sample size, um, going back to 2015, the minimum that a quarterback had to get on average to attain a top 12 season was 273. Lamar Jackson ran for almost 1,200 yards last year. It is unreal. So he is as safe as it comes uh, at the quarterback position. Definitely agree with that. And like you guys said with Pat Mahomes, the dude's the best quarterback in the NFL, I think, at this point. Mm-hmm. Fantastic weapons. And oh, by the way, he just added Clyde Edwards a layer out of the backfield. So, yeah, he did. Yes, please. Like that a lot. All right, boys. That's, you don't even need to listen to the podcast. Like one and two, every single person <laughs> in the industry, except for Okada, uh, top two quarterbacks uh-huh. are Lamar and Pat Mahomes. However, Dak Prescott comes in at number three in our consensus ranks. 
He is the ADP quarterback four off the board. Okada, I'm going to kick it over to you, man. You've got Dak as your two this year, just ahead of me and John. Yeah, uh, listen, guys. Dak Prescott threw for 4,900 yards and 30 touchdowns last year, okay? that I'm pretty sure that was second okay. in both categories, okay? <laughs> I knew that was coming. And he... he <laughs> And that was his fourth season. He is still only 26. This is a guy right. who is potentially going to get better. And that was without adding CeeDee Lamb and moving away from Jason Witten, who, while a goat and pretty decent at moving the chains, was an old geezer that is never going to give you any explosiveness. I think losing those targets and giving them to somebody else with a little bit more ability is actually going to be good for Dak Prescott. And, of course, he added C.D. Lamb. He gets another year in this kind of new budding system. He is going to destroy the National Football League. He has probably, inarguably, the best wide receiver core. Maybe not overall core because, like, the Chiefs have Kelsey. That certainly helps if you include tight ends and running backs. Although, Zeke, very good as well. But just straight wide receivers. Amari Cooper and Michael Gallup, already arguably the best duo, uh, maybe besides the Bucks duo, and then you add in CeeDee Lamb. That's a guy who could be a wide receiver one on a National Football League team within the next couple of years, and he's their three. Insane, insane weaponry. And Zeke showed last year that he can also be incredibly effective as well. So one of the reasons, by the way, that I didn't mention that I went with Mahomes over Lamar is the weaponry. It is night and day for those two quarterbacks. Dak... Dak's weaponry falls much closer to Mahomes' mm -hmm. than Lamar's. It does. And I don't see any way that with his production last year, another year in this offense, the addition of more weapons, that he's not one of the most productive guys in the entire league. I could easily see him topping 5,000 and maybe encroaching on 40 touchdowns. 35-plus would certainly not surprise me. And with those kinds of numbers... Hot. And he's he, by the way, puts up a good amount of rushing touchdowns. Like... He does. Between him and Lamar, I don't know who's going to have more rushing touchdowns. Clearly, Lamar's going to have more yards. But those rushing touchdowns are an extra little boost. It, if you want to go with Lamar over Dak, I do not fault it at all. That makes plenty of sense. This might be a little bit hot takey for me. But I just think the reliability you're going to get at Dak is so incredibly high. <clears throat> and the upside is so incredibly high that he's my two. Yeah, I totally what understand what you're saying. Sorry, go ahead, Betsy. Yes. I was just going to say at their ADP, I think we all agree it's not really a question, right? Like, you'd rather True. have Dak two or yeah. three rounds later than Lamar. So, at no that question. consideration, Easy. I'm with you on that. Yeah, go ahead, John. Yeah, um, Dak is my three for all the reasons that you just said, Okada. Um, yeah, he he was dang near 5,000 yards last year, and now they add CeeDee Lamb into the fold. I mean, this this offense is ridiculous. We've been talking about it all off season. During the NFL draft, we're sitting there, Betts and I, I'm watching the screen, Jerry Jones is alone in his yacht, deciding <laughs> what's going to happen, and I'm going, what if he goes CD? Like, what if he goes CD Lamb here? I can see it happening, because guess what? He told everyone else to stay away from him. All the scouts, don't bother me when I'm on the clock, was what he said. And he did. He went out and got CD Lamb. Oh, and they gave him number 88, just for the record. Mm. But... Yeah, number 88 is going to be involved in the offense. You don't give a wide receiver number 88 in Dallas if he's going to be taking a back seat, just for the record. Um, but yes, this offense is going to be scary. They have a top three talent running back. They have probably the best wide receiver core in the game, 
They have a very good offensive line. Granted, Travis Fredericks retired, but that line is still very solid. Um, this offense is going to be scary. If the defense can play, this is going to be a team that has the potential to win 12-plus games. Like, they're, they're good. They're really good. If the defense sucks, then they could be 8-8 eight and eight again. But if the defense can actually hold up, but we're not here to talk about defense. But I think that Dak has an incredible ceiling. Man, 35-40 to 40 touchdowns is, is hot. Like, that's spicy, that's Okada. Hot. It's hot, but it's it could so happen. Right so hot right now. You got to get that on a drop. <laughs> I'm serious. Um, you seriously do. You really do. <laughs> but I could see it happening. It's potential. I just think that the rushing of Lamar is going to outpace it. But I think that these three quarterbacks have established themselves, in my opinion, of being a tier unto themselves right now in fantasy Agreed. football. I think that you can't say it's just Mahomes and Lamar and then tear break. I think Dak is right there for what we saw from him last year, as much as he's progressed and the weapons that they've got around him now with adding CD lamb into the fold. Um, it's scary. Good. It's really good. It's just silly. Like they went from Randall Cobb to CD lamb. They went yeah. from Jason Witten who blade hands in the booth to Blake Jarwin, a young athletic <laughs> tight end. Like, everything got better yeah. for Dak. Oh, and by the way, you mentioned defense doesn't matter. They got worse. Lost Byron Jones. Did it. Lost some pieces on the defensive line. I do think Dak is in for a massive season. Uh, John, you and I are doing a Scott Fishbowl mock draft. I took Dak at 10th overall in the draft at Superflex. I took Dak. I think he's in for a huge season. I've got him at three. I have Guys, no problem Mike with McCarthy, that. First round in Superflex. Mike McCarthy is going to be very good for Dak, and here's mm. why. Yes. His offenses, when he has been a head coach or an offensive coordinator in the NFL, it's been a total of 19 seasons. 16 of 19 seasons, his offenses have ranked in the top half of the league in passing yards. Ooh-wee. It's going to be good for Dak this year, so I agree. I think he's in that tier. I agree with you guys with Mahomes uh, and Lamar, so obviously we all love Dak on this show. All right, boys, on to our fourth quarterback, Okada. Brace yourself. Oh, boy. It is the man. It is <laughs> Kyler Murray. <laughs> Kyler Murray at the ADP of three. So I guess we're, I mean, it's it's one spot. We're behind consensus, so to speak, on Kyler Murray. But we all still love the dude. Uh, was quarterback seven or eight, depending on your scoring system, last year. And he just added DeAndre Hopkins, guys. What is the is the ceiling? Would you guys say quarterback one overall in fantasy? Does Kyler have that ceiling this year? What are your thoughts? Yes. Oh, this year? Yes. I don't think yes. this year. This year. I don't think this he ha- year. I don't he, think has he has it this year. Here's the thing. He has the throwing ability and close the uh, close to the weaponry of Dak. Close to it. Like Hopkins close. is better than Cooper. Yeah, And between Larry Fitz and Kirk, you get something like a Gallup plus CeeDee Lamb. Not quite, probably. But maybe that the little gap there is made up for by Hopkins over Cooper. Because that's a pretty big gap, in my that opinion. Is, yeah. yeah. And then he has just as good a pass-catching running back. Arguably, of course. Well, not arguably. Zeke is a better overall running back and running talent than Kenyon Drake. But from a pass-catching perspective, Kenyon Drake is very, very good. Kingsbury's offense is going to be very nice. Their defense is... Probably pretty much the same, pretty not comparable, <laughs> if not a little bit worse. So yeah, well, the Cowboys, 
Isaiah Simmons does a little something something. Ooh, oh, that's gonna be yeah, fun. Yeah, he's a beast. Man. I forgot he's about that. Yeah, uh, he's. I think he's gonna be the best pick of the draft. Defensive rookie of the yeah. year, in my opinion, Isaiah Simmons. I don't oh, think that easily. It's, I don't think it's Chase yeah. Young. It's Isaiah Simmons. Yeah, he's right. a clap. Maybe um, I'll, maybe I'll put that in a bets bets. Do it. Uh, throw it on the Patreon crew. So uh, so you get that you get all that Dak stuff, and then you get rushing ability that if fully unlocked. Yep. will be the second closest, well, the closest to Lamar, the second best in the league. So you get the Dak-type passing, you get the Lamar-ish rushing, maybe a little less than both, but, but put them both together, and you get a combo that the other three guys maybe don't quite have, and that, that I think, gives you QB1 up. So I'm not saying it's likely, but it's there. Okay, I'll say that th- that it's within the realm of possibility. I'd put it as slight... But it's there because I agree. I I love Kyler. I, I love everything about him. He still is a little bit. I don't you love give height? a flying about it. I don't care. I just <laughs> don't right. care. I don't care at all. What's my what quarterback's Russell Wilson? I I don't care Fact. about hand size and height. I just uh, no screw Suck it. it I don't NFL care. draft pundits. Yeah, <laughs> it's uh, it's the dumbest thing, dude. People it actually really measure is. people's hand hands. Size say it's season. gonna matter. Let's go. Uh, like um, what? It's a good thing he plays in the desert and in a dome instead of in the AFC North because of his hand mm. size. I don't care. So I agree. I love Kyler. Kyler to me. Well, and here's the thing. Kyler Murray is, and I've said this before. Kyler Murray is Russell Wilson in a better offense. He mm. he is like they have the same game. They both have the baseball background. Every once in a while, Kyler will sit back there, and he's kind of surveying and just kind of ad-libbing. And then you get that little, like, infielder just, like, flick of of the ball. Like, I saw, I can't remember the game that this clip was from, but there's one in particular where he's back there. He, like, scrambles right, scrambles back left, like, spins around. I'm like, oh, that looks like Russ. Like, Mm -hmm. I've seen that before. Classic Russ. I've seen that play. And he scrambles back, flips his hips back around, and he's just sitting there. Like, holding the ball, like, kind of low, finds this guy and just, like, this flick, like a, like an infielder, on a rope and on a dime hits, I want to say it was Kirk, coming across the middle. Like, it was just fantastic. That athleticism, that baseball background, I love for quarterbacks. We're seeing it a lot. Translating, Kyler Murray, Patrick Mahomes has a uh, baseball background as well. So, as a pure passer, I think he's incredible. I think his accuracy is great. It's going to be even better in his second year when the processing is starting to like speed up and he's understanding the language and the scheme and all that. He's great. He's going to be phenomenal. It's not hard to imagine him taking a step forward. We expect him to. This is not a quarterback that needs to take a massive step forward. Like people are talking about Drew Locke for MVP. Like it's not that. He was already there. Like Kyler was already a quarterback one who just needs a little bit more polish in a second season to really like take a legitimate expected step. Oh, and they give him DeAndre Hopkins. So yes, Kyler Murray, total beast. Uh, 500 plus rushing yards, I think easy. Um, I, I would expect yeah. that to be what he puts up. And if the offense can kick it into high gear with Kenyon Drake and DeAndre Hopkins leading the way, it could be scary. It could be a really potent offense. Yeah, for sure. And just speaking to the rushing too, we talked about it, I think, I don't know, three or four shows ago. But looking at his fantasy finish week by week, week 12 was their bye. I believe off the top of my head, he either picked up the hamstring injury week 13 or 14. Sounds but right. if you look at his finishes, wider, or excuse me, quarterback 20, quarterback 25, 17, 20, 18 in the final month of the season. 
when he was injured. So the other months of the season and the other weeks, he's top 10 almost every single week when he's healthy, when he's mobile, when he's rushing. So if that's there, it's guaranteed he's going to finish top 10 every single week. Yes, I think he has the overall one upside if DeAndre Hopkins and he can kind of get on the same page and truly mesh. We see what he does for Deshaun Watson um, and what he's done with other quarterbacks. And now you have Kyler's arm plus that. Yeah, I think he's going to be an absolute stud this season. Yeah, and right, boys. Uh, quickly to give you an idea of how much that rushing matters, by the way, Baker Mayfield in his rookie season two years ago set the rookie touchdown record, if you remember, with 27. Had a good year passing uh, and missed two games, but was still the QB 16 as a rookie. And that was impressive. Kyler was a QB 7 as a rookie. It's insane. He <laughs> That, the upside and the floor that that rushing brings is going to be bonkers if it all comes online. So, yes, please. <laughs> yep. All right. The next man on this list is the MVP of 2020. Dang it is Russell Wilson. right it is. Oh, the quarterback mama. six off the board. <sighs> to quote Okada. I put it out there. Yes. I said it. I said it on Twitter. He's my MVP pick this year. And it's all about the rushing attack. If If... Uh, they can't stay moving on the ground. Russ has to take over, and there's a legitimate chance that it doesn't happen. Carlos Hyde is not in his prime anymore. Uh, the advanced analytics show that. We have Chris Carson coming off of a, a hip fracture. We have Rashad Penny on pup. Like if if they can't move the ball on the ground, no matter what Brian Schottenheimer wants to do, the defense isn't great. Sorry, John. Uh, no, it's Russ not- might have to just totally ball out and be like, you know what? This is my team. I'm going to carry this team to the playoffs. Uh, On the bold prediction episode, last episode with the ballers, I said Russell Wilson's going to finish as the quarterback one this year in fantasy. I don't have him ranked that, that, you know, that point, but I think that is still in the range of outcomes for Russ. I love him this year, especially considering, I think relative to these other quarterbacks that we just talked about, I don't think people view Russ as having the ceiling that those guys do. I feel he does have that. So yeah, Mm -hmm. I love Russ. I have nothing negative to say. Uh, about him this season what are your guys thoughts uh i will say for our first potentially point of decent disagreement here i i agree with whoever you just uh referenced as believing he doesn't have the qb1 season i don't think he has that like even if he does mostly take over this offense i don't see him being a 5,000 yard guy i don't see him being a 40 touchdown guy i see him being what arguably the most consistent quarterback in the league if I had to bet on someone being a top five quarterback but no higher than five like they have to be five it would be Russell Wilson without question (laughs) because I just know he's gonna finish there right at five and I feel good about it and I really like him there and I have him ranked right at five where we have him in consensus so listen he's super safe he's gonna give you great weeks he's gonna give you consistency I don't think he has the upside he might beat out a couple of the guys ahead of him if I did think that I think, and I think a couple of guys after him in my rankings do have that upside still, but I still love him, and I still think he could be the MVP. The thing of well, first off, thank you for closing on the statement that you think he can be the MVP because in terms of the most valuable player, Russell Wilson is he the should most have valuable. won it already. He should have. It's he's amazing. The most valuable player it. in the NFL. Like, he should have won period. it like four times already. Yeah, and he's never <laughs> even gotten a vote. Crazy. Yeah, that just don't, don't, don't start. <laughs> don't. Don't start. I was having a good night, Okada. It's because he's short, John. (laughs) Hey, so am I. F you. Um, Here's the thing. 
That to me is the most like disrespectful. I don't even know if you want to call it a statistic. It's not a statistic. The most disrespectful fact in the NFL currently is that Russell Wilson has not received an MVP vote. Are you effing kidding? If it's not for <laughs> Russell Wilson, this team already at some point in the last three seasons would have been a two or three win team. The coaching staff would have been fired and show would, so would John Oh my Sh- gosh. Uh, like yeah. everyone is, this would have been because Russell no, if if something if Easily. something happens to Russ, God forbid, knock on wood, if something happens to Russ, if he's scrambling and one of those big guys lands on his leg wrong, if something happens to Russ, the entire team's getting blown up. Like the entire team is gonna be like, well, okay, I guess we're re- we're rebuilding now. It's all it's all gone. We're we're trading away Bobby Wagner. Schottenheimer's is fired. Easily first and foremost, Pete probably second. John Schneider is probably on his way out third because Schneider doesn't know how to draft in the first round to save his no. effing life. No. So, anyways, Patrick, there's Patrick my tirade on the board, man. Oh, stop! Stop it! Stop. You hate to see it. You do. You really. It's do. okay. Betts' team oh, made just... an equally bad pick, so oh yeah, not well, worse. Hey, man, it hurts. It really drafting hurts. a third or fourth round linebacker <laughs> in the first round. That is very punny. Dad joke. Well done. Don't even have a kid yet. Um, the fact that they Thank took God. a third or fourth round linebacker <laughs> in the first round with Patrick Queen there, and the Ravens just went, uh, okay, we'll take him, thanks, with the next pick and drafted Patrick Queen. Anyways, there's my tirade. But Russell yeah, Wilson, yeah. to me, if, if he was in any better scheme, if he had any other coach in the NFC West, he can be the quarterback one in fantasy football. Any of the other three coaches... In the NFC West, Sean McVay, mm. Cliff Kingsbury, mm-hmm. and uh, Shanahan. All three of them it. could give Russell Wilson the quarterback one fantasy football finish. Pete Carroll and uh, Brian Schottenheimer cannot. They can't give it to him. It's not there. It's not in the. It's not in the cards. I'm with Okada on this, and I'm a Seahawks fan. He's like a top five with top three ceiling every single year. <laughs> like that's where Russell Wilson finishes. But in terms of straight value, yes, he should be the most valuable player in the NFL because his entire team would collapse if they had any other quarterback in there that they win. I'll tell you what, we're going to run it up the middle. Now you have second and nine. We're going to run it to the outside. Now you have third and seven. Scramble and make something happen. If it's not Russell Wilson, another quarterback's not making it happen other than a few of the other absolute elites. So, yes, for fantasy football, he overcomes the scheme. He overcomes the system. He has very good wide receivers now that DK Metcalf is coming into the fold he has two legitimate weapons and he will continue to run and use his legs which helps him achieve that top five fantasy finish and he also always manages to score touchdowns at a really high efficiency as well so he's way better than his scheme and his team should allow him to be he's great here at the number five I don't think he could be the top three um, unless they get an all-new coaching staff my only counterpoint to this is that Russ finished as the quarterback four last year <laughs> with the Seahawks literally running the ball as much as they possibly could. Um, if they're still going to, they're still going to. Yeah, Their running back situation was as bad or worse last year than it was this. That's year. fair. That's fair. I'm just saying though, if anything goes wrong with the running attack, Chris Carson goes out. 
Rashad it Penny went, isn't coming back at all this year. Down the stretch. Carlos Hyde. It went Carlos wrong Hyde down the stretch, and they were like, I'll tell you what, we're still going to give Travis Homer 22 carries. It doesn't matter who yeah, the running so back is. They it. don't care. If there was you ever a time for that. Russ to like win people fantasy championships, it would have been last season, and it didn't happen. And it pissed me off to no end watching them. I was scratching my eyes out down the stretch. I love you. I love you. I love you. But the coaching is Seahawks fan. The, the coaching is just driving me absolutely up the wall. Oh my god! Amazing. Um, well, hey guys. There's only one way to transition to the next quarterback, and that's to talk about Carlos Hyde and the rushing attack, right? I mean, we love first and ten, run it, and then second and eight, run it, and then oh, third and seven, like third and eight, figure it out, Deshaun Watson. That's our next quarterback here. We're talking about Ooh. Bill O'Brien, of course. Um, man, the, the best run, run, pass coach in the NFL, in my opinion, is Bill O'Brien. I just, I just don't understand these coaches, man. They're calling so like suboptimal analytics plays. I don't understand. Anyway, Deshaun Watson comes in at quarterback six for us. He is going as the quarterback five in ADP. We have a little bit of disagreement on this one. John and I are in simpatico at six. El simpatico. At 10. Yikes. Sell us. Why are you so low on Deshaun Watson? All right, guys. Here's the situation. Number one, there's a few guys I had to shove ahead of him. I had Deshaun Watson, I think, at QB 6 or 7 after the Hopkins uh, news dropped. And that was, you know, reactionary. So I thought that was going to be low and I might get him back up. Turns out that's not the case. I thought about it more and more and kept pushing him down and other guys up. Listen, I don't hate Deshaun Watson. I think he's still going to be a good QB1 for you this year. And I will say he's got more talent than maybe half of these guys because he is incredible. He is an extremely elite talent. However, Deshaun Watson has made his money by doing similar things to what John talked about with Russell Wilson, making crazy plays happen that shouldn't happen. We all remember that getting sacked from two directions at once in the playoffs last year and staying up. Against the Bills, yeah. And making an incredible play, not to mention the time he got kicked in the eyeball and the still eye threw a kick. touchdown. Oh my gosh. He's literally However, like, oh! Yes. Yeah. However. Ridiculous. He got most of that success on those broken plays by targeting one DeAndre Hopkins 150 plus times. Okay. Hopkins has not had fewer than 150 <laughs> targets since 2014 when Deshaun Watson was still at Clemson. <laughs> What is so funny? <laughs> oh, Ben's uh, just Ben's totally saw me. That was great. You, you dropped another. Happened. You dropped another. Okay. 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 And I went okay. ah, and then like bit my tongue. <laughs> and I started laughing. Oh, Here, here's stuff. what's gonna happen, guys. Stuff. DeAndre Hopkins is gone. He's in Arizona. <laughs> That's when my boy Kyler Murray is our QB four. Deion, Deshaun Hop, Deshaun, the, the, these guys' names are too close. Deshaun Watson, Deshaun Hopkins, Deshaun is going Hopkins. to my favorite escape a double defender sack. It's going to be incredible. We're all going to be like, "Oh my gosh, how did he do that again?" He's about to throw a touchdown, and then he's going to be no looked downfield, and there's no DeAndre Hopkins. There, there's going to be no either wide open or covered, but still able to make the catch, DeAndre Hopkins, and the other guys who have ha- who have found success, like Will Fuller and Kiki Cutie who maybe he could throw the ball to because they were open, they're not going to be as open either because there's no DeAndre Hopkins draw, drawing the top coverage on this team. This is going to be a massive, massive fallout 
possibly the biggest fallout of any uh, offseason move or change yeah. of any team in the entire league. And it's just going to hurt Watson too much. I still think he's going to be incredible, but I think it's going to drop him down pretty significantly in, in your fantasy rankings, or it should. It's going to drop him down significantly, and that's why he's down to 10 for me. Is that crazy low? Yes. But I think when you look at the names that I have above him, except for one that I'm going to have to explain and justify, mm-hmm. most people could see the arguments pretty easily. So, I don't know, guys. Six is six is going to take yeah, a lot with I that mean, receiving it, core. It is. And, and this, to me, like, to me, the top five is easy. Like, I think we're all in agreement. Yeah. The top five in some order yep. is set. You can Easy. move Dak around. You can move Kyler around. You can maybe make the case that Lamar should be a three. Russell Wilson pretty much slots in at five every single time that you yep, look yeah. at this. And starting here is where it really gets intriguing to me because I was looking at these rankings just before we went on the air an and hour and a half ago. And I'm looking at it, and I was doing the same thing. I'm looking at him there at six. I thought, I, then I kind of moved him down to eight. And I'm like, well, I can't really justify those guys going ahead of him. But I could also see him being as low as 10-ish where Okada, like, that's not outside their own possibility for me at all. I don't hate that. I'm not going to sit here and be like, that's a hot take and it's blasphemy, sir. Explain yourself. Like, no, I totally get where Okada's coming from. And, and I thought about doing the same thing. But it was so tough to, to devalue that talent so much. Because mm-hmm. he is such a good quarterback. He's mm-hmm. so rare. Like, he has that improbability like Russell Wilson does. A little bit of flash what we saw out of Kyler Murray. Patrick Mahomes is great at that somehow magically escape and then hit someone 40 yards down there, down the field on the sideline. It's, it's there. The wide receiver concerns are very real and very scary for me. But I couldn't move that talent that far down. I just have to think they're going to find a way somehow to to make enough happen for him to sustain this, for him to somehow get the most out of the people that are around him. Maybe it's throwing the ball 100 times to David Johnson. I don't know. But I was somehow, say, like that's the only saving grace. Like the only yeah, saving if, grace if, is the running backs. I, I think that it's important that who anyone who ranks Deshaun Watson highly like six tells me like what pass catcher is going to be a huge value in fantasy drafts. I do think David Johnson is going to be a huge value and will keep him at 10 instead of lower. But if you have him at six, you got to tell me because he's not going to rush for 600 yards and six touchdowns. He might have a decent rushing year, but not maybe that he good. does. Maybe he does. I maybe mean, this is the year. Know, it's not the last two years. He's rushed for five <laughs> and seven touchdowns right. and 550 and 413 rushing yards. So yeah, that's doable and that's why i have him this high like you know he's a game changer he's a game breaker he's a winner he's, he's gonna figure player. it out i mean Dude, DeAndre hopkins baller. yes he is fantastic he's elite he is elevates his quarterback no doubt about it i won't argue any of those points and that's why i don't have deshaun watson in my top four um but i think he figures it out and let's not forget guys like i'm concerned about brandon cook's concussion history but Besides last year, every single season the dude just puts up a thousand yards and no one even like yeah, everyone just discounts he, he it. He right? could like, easily put up a thousand and eight. Fine. Like it could happen. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I think Deshaun Watson figures it out. And I will say again, I, I like to reference this study from good friend of the show Kyle Borgan Borgagnoni. I can't ever say his name <laughs> uh, of the name. Ballers. Their editor. Uh, he did a research study looking at like 
when a wide receiver leaves a team, where do the targets go? They go to the running back. So massive, massive, massive target share up for grabs. Duke Johnson and David Johnson, I think, are going to get a lot more targets this year than they did last year. Yep. So I definitely agree um, with the value there for sure in those guys. I totally quick, think guys, that it could be Watson. I think I I do think this is the year that Watson tops 500 rushing yards. Like, because I think those broken plays, I think those when by, basically they, they've got all deep, they've got all deep wide receivers, right? When they're running Madden four verts on the outside and the play breaks down because the offensive line is hot garbage and he scrambles out and he looks and DeAndre Hopkins isn't there, I think he's going to tuck it. I think he's going to tuck it and scramble and pick up a first down. And I think he's going to do that enough to elevate the rushing ability. I hope he stays healthy. Ah, Me too. Also key. Fellas, you know what's going to help you stay healthy this year? I know. (laughs) If you're not, I'm sorry. If you're not watching on YouTube, pause the podcast. Get on your phone or get on the computer. Pull up YouTube. uh, Fast forward to about minute 40. John is currently eating a product from the sponsor of tonight's show, and that is nuts and more as Okada is. This past week, we all three got a nice gift in the mail from our friends at Nuts and More. A care package. Delivered right to our door. A care package. Almond butters, peanut butters, travel snack packs, which these two fools are are eating live on the the screen. (laughs) Guys, the flavors are unreal. We were talking about it. Okada and I were texting yesterday just about how good this was. I've already said enough about how much I love this product multiple times. John, tell the people, man. Tell them how good it is. This is freaking delicious. I'm not like... This is no hyperbole here. So this is dark chocolate and 65% cacao. Um, cacao. Cacao. And it's a peanut butter. So basically, this is a Reese's. Yep. It is exactly what this tastes like. Um, but healthy. Reese's is not a sponsor, so Reese's you should be. Um, <laughs> it's, a, it's a healthy Reese's. This is ridiculous. It's um, one packet of this is 180 calories. Um 10 grams, 10 grams of healthy fats, which I'm fine with because only we two like of that's that. saturated. Um, carbs, nine, pretty low. But again, healthy sources of carbs because these are all natural ingredients and all delicious. 11 grams of protein just packed into this little pouch. Like post-workout, your drive home. Yeah, like this is yes. um, this is fantastic. This is legit, really delicious. Like it's dessert. Yeah, I like the travel packs because you can just like pack them if you're going to work or something. Like if I'm going into the office, I'll just throw a few in my bag. I'm good to go. So, yes, we love this product. You guys should too. The link to buy the product is in the podcast description as well as on YouTube. If you're listening on your podcast app and you want to write it down or go in your phone and go in there, it's nutsandmore.com backslash question mark REF equals red shirts. Use the code RedShirts and save yourself some money, guys. Save 10% when you order with our link and with our code. Seriously, mm. you will not be disappointed. Before we move on, Okada, yes. what was the math that you did on these? Oh, yes. So most of these packs, depending on the flavor, have 11 grams of protein. And if you buy the big packs that have uh, of one kind of flavor, you figure out the flavor you like, which you can do by getting the variety packs and then try them out. You end up getting, if you eat two packs, which is what, like, if you need a nice chunky thing meal, you're probably going to go for two packs. Mm-hmm. That's still only three bucks, and it's 22 grams of protein, which is great, gray. Yeah, it's delicious. And, and oh, if you save 10% with code RedShirts, that's only 270 for Let's 22 go. grams. That's, that's crazy. Like, 
Yeah, that's like barely more than 10 cents per gram of protein. Big maths. Go get some nuts and ore. Yeah, for real. I want all of our listeners to just like bookmark this page on YouTube, this episode. We're going to be eating nuts and more for like a year. Come back next year. We're going to be so freaking strong. Mm. So small. <laughs> uh, man, love that product. That's all right, so guys. On to our next quarterback here in the consensus ranks. It is Josh Allen. He comes in at our seventh quarterback, and he comes in at an ADP of QB7. So we're right there with the people. Um, fellas, what's there to say about Josh Allen? We know what he is, right? He is sometimes terrifying, sometimes erratic, sometimes unpredictable. But, man, is he good for fantasy because he runs the ball, and he just added Stephon Diggs. Um, I don't have much else to add. Safe, reliable, the rushing floor is there. like him a lot. Yeah, Josh Allen, unless he suddenly develops a uh, Aaron Rodgers arm, is in a similar vein to Russell Wilson in that he's going to be a guy who is going to finish between 8 and 5, maybe. I would probably say 8 and 6, and nowhere else. I don't think he's going to be the QB1, and I don't think there's any way he's not a QB, uh, not a QB1 unless he gets hurt. It's It's just reliable. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And so far, our consensus rankings are exactly my rankings, which is slightly concerning. But this is right, <laughs> this is right where I have him um, for the same thing. The rushing ability gives him such a safe floor. Another quarterback that punches in a good amount of rushing touchdowns also um, contributes that as a nice little nugget to his game. The accuracy issues are real. It kind of reminds me a little bit, not to the same extent, but very similar in a way to prime and healthy Cam Newton in what he gives you oh, yeah. for fantasy football. Like, there were legitimate accuracy concerns. Now, granted, Josh Allen's accuracy has gotten better since year one. This was year two. It was improved. Good to see. I like seeing that. It's still not great, but it's nice to see him making strides in that. Maybe year three with a better wide receiver in Stephon Diggs, we see his accuracy and completion percentage increase even more. But... The rushing ability, the straight-up athleticism, the go-get-it mentality, the has no problem kind of putting his body on the line a little bit, like for a touchdown or for a first down. Kind of concerning slightly for a potential injury risk uh, question, but Josh Allen's just a, uh, a baller that goes out there, finds a way to get first downs, lead his team down the field, and get touchdowns. And I expect him to take another step forward in year three with Stephon Diggs. Um Stephon Diggs and John Brown is a really, really good wide receiver duo. Like, probably top 10 to 12 duo in the NFL. Somewhere along those lines. John Brown just sneaky underrated every single year, but is going to continue to ball. Um, And they've got a young tight end in Dawson Knox that I think could potentially take some steps forward and provide a nice safety blanket for him. Um, we'll see if they decide to utilize their both like downhill running running backs as wide receivers. I don't know. Zach Moss makes no sense to me. Like it was just more of the same. I, I don't get it. Get someone that can catch. Um, but I still think that the ability that he has in his rushing ability gives him such a safe floor. Top eight should be about his floor and top like five is his ceiling. Yep. I think we all agree on that. Matt Ryan, next quarterback on the list here again. He's our quarterback eight. He's going off the board at quarterback eight. But guys, I feel like I want to move him higher. Same. I, I, I I want to, but I can't because these names are just so locked in. Yeah. But we've talked about it a ton, so we don't need to really you know go into a ton of detail. We talk about it all the time. This defense is extremely questionable. 
If Todd Gurley can't hold up, Matt Ryan is going to have to chuck the ball 650 times this year. He's got Julio. He's got Calvin Ridley. Hayden Hurst is interesting at the tight end position. But, man, Matt Ryan just year after year leads or at least comes close to leading the league in pass attempts. I think it happens again this year. Um, I don't have much else to add except for the fact that I wish I could get him higher in this in this yeah. ranking list. And I like targeting him in my you know, eighth ninth round of the draft if i can get him as my quarterback i love that i mean apparently i have the uh the secret so let me just let you in on it bets because i have him at six and all oh, you have to deshaun do watson down. is put deshaun watson and josh allen behind him and there you go you've got him at yeah. six that's what i have and, and i am <clears throat> very very happy with it he's the first quarterback outside that tier of five that john talked about where we know we like all those guys locked in there matt ryan's the guy for me after that and has the ability to get into that tier yeah, I mean, I, I really don't hate that at all, Okada. Um, I, I honestly might adjust my rankings after this show and move him to six and slide the other two down one. It, it could happen. Um, I think that if there's a quarterback that you should bet money on to lead the league in passing yards this year, mm. it's Matt Ryan. Like, to me, he he could throw for 4,800 to 5,000, I think, so easily this Easy. year because of the game script, because of the weapons that he has available. Um, everything is lined up there for him to just have to sling it all over the yard every single week. Plays in the Dome, plays against the NFC South. Um, like, it's it's there. It was hard for me to move him up um, because I feel like we've seen some consistency issues and I feel like he let people down a lot this last season. So I think that that was just a little bit of kind of recency bias in my mind that was upsetting but then i remembered but but then i remembered that it's an even year (laughs) and he's gonna be the mvp candidate again this year because it's 2020 instead of 2019 um yeah i I think that he's being slept on a crazy amount everyone's and that's the thing that's funny everyone is so hyped on calvin ridley and so hyped on julio jones but they're not hyped on matt ryan i'm like you know that he's the one giving them the targets right like that's kind of how that works if you're hyped on the wide receivers, you should probably be hyped on the quarterback too. Um, but he's just being slept <laughs> on. Brady. Yeah, yeah. We've talked about it. We have talked about that, and he's made his way up up my boards as well. Um, I probably need to reconsider. Honestly, not in our honestly. QB ones. Not, think, in our but... QB ones. not no. He's just outside of for me right now. But he's kind of flirting with that for me. So yeah, Matt Ryan to me is a sneaky good value. I, I like him a lot. Yeah. The other thing too, real quick, and we'll just move on is like. His game splits, it doesn't make any sense because most quarterbacks actually perform better when they're winning. He performs better when they're losing. And I think they're going to be losing a lot of games this year. So I want all the Matt Ryan. I just talked myself into it. I'm moving above Josh Allen in my ranks. Let's go. Um, Yeah. Live update on the show. Yes. Give me all the Matt Ryan this year. All right. Matthew Stafford comes in at quarterback (laughs) nine in our ranks. Now, this is where it gets interesting because he is the quarterback 13 in ADP. He is Okada's quarterback seven. John and I have him at 12. So, Okada, back to you, man. What gives here? Why do you have Stafford so high? All right, Bets. Are you ready for this? That wasn't playing. Yeah, ready for this. Right. Here's the thing. <laughs> I had a Matthew Stafford bold prediction for the bold prediction show with Jason Moore. And then I didn't get to say it because Mike Wright jumped onto our show. And we had to split up our bold predictions. Classic. And what it was was that he was going to have a career year in fantasy and finish as a top five quarterback. Now, the reason that's super hot is because his career year right now in 2011 
was 5,038 yards, 41 touchdowns, and 16 picks. It was massive. 343 fantasy points. So I said to myself, how could he get to 345 and and set a career year? I'll tell you how he could get to 345. 4,998 yards, 38 touchdowns, 10 picks, and a few more rushing yards. 132 to be exact. Would you like to know what those numbers are? They're his projected numbers from last year based on his half of a season. Exactly what it would take to be a career year. And if he finished with 345 fantasy points, there's no way he's not a top five quarterback. Listen, this defense was bad last year. It got worse. They lost Darius Slay, who was their best player. The Kenny Galladay-Marvin Jones duo is balling. Kenny Galladay is only going to get better. TJ Hawkinson, young, highly drafted tight end, likely to get better as well. Tight ends don't break out as rookies ever, mm. so he's going to he's gonna improve. And they added DeAndre Swift, Swift. to a carry-on Johnson pass-catching running back duo now that is going to be very, very productive as well. This offense is going to chug, and the defense is not, and Matthew Stafford is going to have to throw the ball a lot. Among the guys that could lead the league in pass attempts, I think Matt Ryan's there, I think Dak Prescott is there, and I think Matthew Stafford is there. And as long as Galladay and Jones step up and they have touchdown upside, potentially more touchdown upside than any duo, maybe even more than the Buccaneers, their touchdown upside is insane. If he, he can be a guy who crunches close to 40 touchdowns. So I am all in on Matthew Stafford. QB7 should tell you everything you need to know. Yes, yes, the guy I'm coming away with in every draft because his ADP just makes this ranking even more delicious. Like nuts and more. The ADP is... Love that. Um, (laughs) Nice. Yes. The ADP is fantastic for Stafford because I did a couple best balls like in the last like week and I got him in both of them at the 11th round. And at that price, it's not even a question. You take Matthew Stafford because he has... Top five upside, like Okada's maybe suggesting it's there in his ceiling, but you know you're getting quarterback one if he stays on the field. And and by the way, I just want to touch on that. Last year missed time because of the fractures in his back. Um, I don't have a concern about that. We talked about it with Carson Wentz the year prior. He came out and played 16 games. Matthew Stafford's going to be fine. I have full confidence in his health this year. So, yes, mm. we're all in on Matthew Stafford. We like him a lot. Some more than others, but we still like him <laughs> uh, quite a bit. Yeah, um... I've got Stafford at 12. I I love everything that Okada is saying. I just couldn't justify the other guys being below him. Um, yeah. I think that Sta- Stafford is my favorite value at quarterback, hands down. No question. No yes. question. My favorite value at quarterback. Because you're going to be able to get Agreed. him three to four rounds later than these other guys. Which is just ridiculous. Um, so he's all of our favorite value. But these other guys, I, I think, have... A higher floor kind of built in because I could see a realm of possibility where Stafford's floor is lower. Like if if everything's just completely fallen off the bus, if the defenses don't have to pay attention to the run game because Carryon Johnson's hurt again and DeAndre Swift isn't you know getting it done on the ground with that offensive line, and the defenses can just be like, okay, well we're just gonna drop you know drop seven into coverage like every time. Um, I could see a realm of possibility where his statistics take a little bit of a step backwards. I don't see it happening. I like him a lot. Again, I love his value there, but I, I think 
the guys that I have ranked above him, I just feel better about and think that some of them have a higher ceiling than Stafford does as well. All right. On to number 10, and I'm going to be on the hot seat for this one, guys. It's Aaron Rodgers. We've talked about it actually quite a bit already, so I don't know how much detail we need to go into because I know that you guys buy into him as just being a very, very good quarterback, and I'm not going to argue. He is. He is one of the best of all time, but... There is a man named Matt LaFleur at head coach, and I do not like what he is doing to this offense. Aaron Rodgers comes in as our quarterback 10, QB 12, and ADP. So consensus-wise, as a podcast, we're higher. You guys are you know, in that realm. So I'm way lower, man. Uh, guys, just look at the splits. Like 2018 before Matt LaFleur got there, the tempo was higher. The pass attempts were higher. The offense in general was pushing the ball downfield. They take AJ Dillon in the second round. Like, Didn't you can tell draft me that he's pissed off. A single off. wide receiver. Boo. <laughs> Not Thank you. a one. Boo. You can tell me he's mad and he's got a fire under his butt and he's going to come out and set the league on fire. And that's, I kind of agree with that narrative, but like, Alan Lazard is his wide receiver too. So I, I don't know. I'm stuck. Like, I still think Rodgers is good. But, man, his weapons are not. And I think this team is just honestly going to be less efficient as a, a play-calling unit, so to speak. And I think it hurts hurts Rodgers. So I've got him at what? Quarterback? Let me pull it up. 13, I think. I've got him at... Better not end in the team. I will slap you upside the face. Oh, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Still uh, 16. Oh, 16. Gee, Christmas Dude. bets. We've already made a bets bet on this, right? We have, yes, okay, we have. Okay, good. What Here's was my the question line? for you, Bets. What was the bets bet? Pull that up a little bit. 14, 14 and a half. Okay. Oh, Bet. money. Easy. Do you, if you have to pick one of these two, which is it? He gets a little bit better or he gets a little bit worse than last year? The Lafleur downtick a, that we saw last year. Fantasy quarterback. A, I think it's a little bit worse. Okay. He was QB9 last year. I don't see how he <laughs> gets much worse. You weren't expecting that answer? <laughs> he had, no, I wasn't because he had okay. a very low touchdown rate for him. I think it's, if, if anything's going to regress from him, it's going to come back up, that touchdown rate. And the weapons didn't change. He still has doo-doo second receivers after Devontae Adams, but that's the same. And he was well, QB9 this, last year. That's where you're wrong, Okada, because his wide receiver two is Aaron Jones. <laughs> His wide, his wide receiver, too, is fantastic. Facts. Very big fact. There you fantastic. Go. And he's so good at catching passes in the red zone, too. So mm. I love me some Aaron Jones. I love me some Devont Bay. Um, maybe it's Jay Sternberger season. Um, but how dare you slander the Lazard get a little King, better. by the way. Um, I think uh. the Lazard... No, I think he's fine. Dude, he's a wide like, receiver three quality player. He's no, kind I, of with bets on that one. I agree with that, but there's something to be said about when Aaron Rodgers likes a guy. Like, period. There is. It and means he's going to throw the ball to that guy. It doesn't necessarily mean that guy is going to be good. I think he's going to be okay. Like, I think he's going to be fine. I, I, I'm, I'll take a late-round dart throw on Alan Lazard. Um, I'll do that. But I think that, you know, a big body frame, what's he, 6'4", 6'5"? I think he's 6'4". Um... And Aaron Jones just, or Aaron Jones, Aaron Rodgers just keeps talking about him. Just keeps talking about how he likes Alan Lazard and how he shows up and the work that he puts in. And, and if Aaron Rodgers likes a guy, that, that says something. He's going to get his chances. I think that he'll be a fine complimentary piece. Um, listen, I'm with you on the Matt LaFleur narrative, but I kind of think that Aaron Rodgers um, is just going to tell LaFleur to stick it up his cram hole. Um, mm. And just. Cram it up his cram hole. Camera to the scramble, Lafleur, 
and just do kind of whatever he wants. Like he's going to go to the line and check out of the run play and just throw a play action pass over the middle. Um, so I, I like Aaron Rodgers. I think that he absolutely is out for revenge after the NFL draft. Um, and a motivated Aaron Rodgers is a really scary thing. Like it's a really, really scary thing. I feel like he should set a pass attempts minimum that he will hold out if they don't promise him. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you want to draft Jordan Love? Fine. Go ahead and start Jordan Love then. I'm going to be sitting on the bench. (laughs) That would be really funny. It'd be like, I need a uh, pass to rush ratio of 55 to 45, please. Uh, Minimum. Oh, man. It's so sad. I just want to see Aaron Rodgers just... Like it, if honestly, if Matt Lafleur wasn't head coach, I'd be with you guys. It's just I have serious concerns about him. We've talked about him quite enough, though. Okay, but well, hold on, hold on. I need just a, I, I need a like speculation. What if for the future, right? Because we're all concerned about New Orleans with Drew Brees. New Orleans. What if they trade Aaron Rodgers mm-hmm. to New Orleans? Oh. What's it uh, like take, after, after this next season? No, like, I would not even take two first if it's after this season. I don't think after this season, Aaron Rodgers he'll be thirty-eight. I think. Yeah, I don't think it takes two first to get a guy that old. But no but you pull, but they do like a Tom Brady thing in yes. Tampa Bay. Well, or a Brett Favre, or a Brett Favre, which is what happened exactly when Aaron Rodgers came into the league. I could totally see that. And if Michael Thomas is still around, sign me up. You throw yeah. him down there in New Orleans, and then you have uh, Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers in the same division. Oh, oh yes, okay. I'm, I'm here it's for it. Just, man. just, Sign me up. just, just speculation, <laughs> but it was too fun to too fun to think about. I like it. All right, guys, last two will be a little bit quicker on these. Carson Wentz comes in as our quarterback eleven. He's going off the board at the ninth quarterback spot. Um, wow. I have him at ten. John's at ten. Okada, you are a hater. I 16. am a hater. Hater aid. Tell us. John and I are just like in lockstep right now. You're just we a really are. hater over there. Yeah, you and I are just Why are you pacing. so low on my boy Wentz? Um, because his receiving core is crap. It is legitimately worse than the Ravens. Yes, yeah. he has Zach Ertz, who is getting up there. I think he's still all right. Uh, and yes, he has Miles Sanders, who is a good pass-catching running back. But Dallas other than Goddard. that... Dallas Goddard. Ah... He's what do you solid. Mean, uh, he's a solid tight end. He's not a good. He, they have no one to be a dog. They have no one to carry this team. Jalen Rager. They got a bunch of deep threats and a, so a bunch of rookies with speed. It is a hot, hot mess. And we talked last pod about. Well, we tried to, and then we kind of got sidetracked by Mike Wright <laughs> about Brandon Brooks. That injury is not going to help Wentz no, from any sucks. number of directions. It's going to make the offense work. Yeah. It's going to make the running game less effective, which is going to make the passing game less effective. It's going to mean he gets sacked more, hit more, less time. I don't like it. Uh, there's a lot of... Listen, if you asked me in a vacuum, where would I put Carson Wentz? Just off the top of my head, I probably would have said somewhere around 12 or 13. But there, there is enough depth. There is enough veteran QB talent that I have ranked ahead of him that I'm just not interested Nope. Pass. Hard pass. I think you got your damn mind. (laughs) (laughs) He was quarterback nine last year with Greg frickin' Ward. Yeah. And you just told me Aaron Rodgers was a top 10 quarterback last year, and he didn't get better at the weapon position. So how is this any different? And by the way, Carson Wentz, more mobile than Aaron Rodgers. I think you're absolutely nuts, Okada. I love you, man, but you're nuts. Carson Wentz, dude, he played out of his mind last year. And now you get deep threats to open up the field. Both tight ends legit. I don't know, man. I don't know. 
I think I the think numbers are numbers. just too bad. I think that Jalen Rager is actually going to be something. Um, I really enjoy Jalen Rager. I think that Jalen Rager could have 80 catches uh, this season. I think it's entirely possible that that happens. Um, I think they're going to be running a lot of 12 personnel, and you're going to see a lot of two tight end sets, and you're going to see a lot of Russell, or <laughs> Russell, a lot of Carson Wentz. Uh, just for what I feel about Seattle, for what it's worth, they're going to be doing the same thing. But. I feel like Carson Wentz is going to have a lot of opportunities uh, with the two tight end sets, with dumping it off to the running backs, with uh, speed guys, bubble screens, stuff like that. Uh, this could be one of the teams that leads the league. Like I, I would be shocked if they're not top five in yards after the catch. I think that Philly is going to be one of those teams where you're going to get the ball to Jalen Rager on the line of scrimmage, and he's going to take it for 25 yards. Like This could be one of those teams like a San Francisco where – what they're able to kind of manufacture and, and get out of it outside of the actual just pure passing ability of Carson Wentz, which is way better than Jimmy Garoppolo. But I think that what they're going to manufacture for the skill players that they have on that team is going to help buoy him up there into the low end quarterback one range. Um, I had him at, I had him at 10, um, which I think is completely fair. For him, he somehow manages to finish there with, you know, whatever weapons he has every single year, whether it's banged up Deshaun Jackson or banged up Alshon Jeffrey or whatever it's going to be. I just think, like, he's got enough in the tank and enough weapons around him to, to overcome that a little bit. Yeah. Um, Okada, you're wrong. Sorry, dude. <laughs> On to quarterback 12. Baker Mayfield comes Ooh. in at our, our 12 quarterback. ADP of quarterback 15, so again, a little bit higher here than on, on consensus ranks or ADP, so to speak. Um, guys, I'm the low one on on Baker, and it, honestly, I wish I had a better explanation for this because you guys have heard on the podcast me say all the time he excels in play action, Stefanski runs play action, he's got Odell, he's got a, a new up-and-coming tight end, he still has David Njoku as his tight end too, his good pass catcher, Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb, we said all this stuff last year, Jarvis Landry, we said all of it last year, so it's still true Honestly, it, there's nothing I can say that right. Where just you the at, names bro? above him. I just I just prefer a little bit more. So I don't know why he's this low in my ranks. It's because I prefer <laughs> Jared Goff. It's because I prefer Drew Brees. Same. I prefer Daniel Jones. That's really the only reason Not why. Same. So my ranking looks bad. But the quarterback position, once you get outside of the top twelve, like it's like twelve to twenty is just a huge tier for me. So that's where I'm at. I still love the guy. I just couldn't put him any higher. I mean, the fact that you are ranking Daniel Jones, who has Darius Slayton yeah, as his wide receiver it. one, stop. above Baker Mayfield, should tell you why you're in this situation. That is straight goofy. Okada, Dude, did where, you not listen to the last podcast? Where do you, I where did, did you and have, I you, didn't that agree you were with you. On? Yes. <laughs> where do you have Baker uh, ranked, Okada? Uh, right here, 12. Oh, so I'm high man on the totem pole. There's only mm. one guy that we haven't talked about that I have ahead of Baker Mayfield. Interesting. Who's that, Jared Goff? It is Jared Goff. He's my QB Gerf. 11. Spoiler alert. Gerf. There it is. Well, yeah, uh, I mean, we talked about the, the Browns offense in general, right? Like, it, it's not a matter of can he be good. I think he can be good. I think he can crush where I have him ranked. But like I said, I just I want Drew Brees over him. I want Jared Goff over him. It's just the names that are there. It's like I can't put him any... I can't put him any higher. Well, you can, and I did. So, Baker mm, Mayfield. Wait, where do you have him, John? Eight. Ooh! Wait. I've got Baker at eight. 
I, like I think it. that Baker Mayfield, uh, when he gets out from underneath Freddie Kitchens, the guy that comes over and tries to dab him up on the sideline and walks away, and he goes, I hate that guy. Like, he gets <laughs> out from underneath Freddie Kitchens. That was Kitchens. awesome. That was amazing. I love that clip so much. But I think that Baker, we all expected him last year to be just absolutely absurd in his second season coming in, gets Odell. He was a top five dynasty quarterback in the offseason, and it didn't work. Now I think things are going to calm down a little bit. I think that his kind of swagger got a little bit away from him last season. I think he got a little bit of an inflated head and inflated ego um, and kind of let that kind of murky things up. I I think what we're seeing now is him going, okay, um, I'm going to shut up and I'm going to play football because he's already said that he's like cutting way down on the commercials that he did from last season, which he was on every single commercial break. Thank goodness for all of us, by the way. Right. I don't need overload. I don't need that much Baker on my TV. Him like with the little dust buster in the stadium. Like I, I don't oh, need I, I must have oh, seen man. that commercial like three hundred times. Baker Mayfield has a lower floor and there are some question marks. There's a new head coach that's coming into town, a new scheme we always, you know, you, you can't always predict exactly how that's going to work out and kind of the learning curve for the entire offense that's trying to get a handle of the playbook, trying to learn the language, get on the same page. But I do think that Baker Mayfield has a higher ceiling than four or five of the last quarterbacks that we've talked about. If everything goes right in this offense, if they are on the same page, you've got another year of chemistry with Odell. Odell recovering from his injury from last season. You have Jarvis Landry. You, I, he has the like top to bottom a top three talent offense around him. Like it's Kansas City, it's probably Dallas, and then it's probably Cleveland for the most talented offensive weapons in the NFL around the quarterback. Around the quarterback. Like, not including yeah. Baker, because he's not quite there. He needs to put some stuff yep. together. But the skill players around him, Odell, Jarvis Landry, they just brought in uh, Hooper. They have David Njoku, who's still physically talented, and maybe he'll be something. Maybe he won't. I don't know. But then you have Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt in the backfield. Like, the skill players on this offense, are it's absolutely loaded. And this is kind of the year to me where it's like, dude, you need to put up or shut up. Like, you have this offense around you, like, in your third season now. It's time to do something with it. I think that the ceiling for him is top five fantasy finish. If he puts it all together, if the completion percentage is better, if they understand the offense, if if they're doing everything right, if Odell looks like prime and healthy Odell, he could easily be a top five fantasy quarterback. So, his ceiling is higher and his floor is lower. So he's got a bigger range than some of the other quarterbacks that we've talked about. But I'm I'm optimistic about the Cleveland offense bounce back this year. Yeah, we've talked about it a lot. I think yeah, we have. like I said, I think we all like the bounce back for sure. Um you know, it's it's just tricky because after the QB ones, it's it's pick your flavor. Who do you like? Who do you think has more upside? Um, which tells you the strategy in drafts, wait on quarterback, take a Matt Ryan, take a Matt Stafford, take a Baker Mayfield, take a Tom Brady. Like, Don't take one of the top four quarterbacks, even though we love these dudes. The value in your draft doesn't, doesn't make sense, but it's good to put some context into it. Talk about the team, talk about range of outcomes, all that good stuff. Fellas, another fantastic show. Follow Okada at Matt Okada. 
Follow me at the Fantasy PT. Follow John at Dynasty Beard. The show is at Richards FF Pod. And guys, go get some nuts and more. So yeah. so so good. In the podcast description, check that out. We are back next week. Final point, Okada, hit me. Yes, I would like to leave the viewers and listeners with this very important fact that relates to Baker Mayfield because it's, I think, very important for them all to understand how important and viable drafting Mitch Trubisky is. He had more fantasy points in his second year than Baker did with far less weapons in two fewer games. No. Okay, we're going to edit that out. (laughs) I don't know. You guys tell me what you want. I'm just saying. No. Nope. Shut up. <laughs> You're this wrong. You can argue. That's just facts. I'm just giving you facts. I don't like this your facts. They don't support my narrative. Laying... Yeah, when Will Ferrell's <laughs> laying on the couch and he just says, nope. <laughs> nope. Not even if there's a That's fire. That's the gift right now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Fellas, we're back uh, to record on Friday for our podcast that drops on Monday. Mm. Let's talk quarterback sleepers in that show. We're going to talk about guys outside of our top 12, maybe some guys that we'll target late in our drafts. We'll find out. It's going to be fun. Until then, we're the Red Shirts. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Red Shirts Fantasy Football Podcast. Hit us up on Twitter at RedShirtsFFPod and check out our website, RedShirtsFantasyFootball.com.